Good morning. Welcome to Brachos Daf Test, Brachos page 9. In yesterday's Daf, we ruled like Rebbe Gamliel that you have all the way until Amud HaShachar to be able to uh, say the nighttime Kriya Shema. You have all the way until dawn. And now we have two opinions of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, one in his own name and one in the name of Rabbi Shimon Bar in the name of Rabbi Yekiva. The first position is that you could say Kriya Shema of the night, even a minute before Amud HaShachar, before dawn, and Kriya Shema of the morning just a minute after dawn, and you fulfill both obligations. The second position is that you can do Kriyashma of the night even a minute before sunrise, which is later, and then Kriyashma of the day even a minute after sunrise. Um, but if you do Kriyashma of the night at such a late time, right before it's day, you should not say the fourth blessing of the Shema, which is Hashkivenu, which means Hashem lay us down and give us peace, because obviously you're not about to go to sleep. And on the contrary, you are waking up. The Gemara then quotes another story of drunk rabbis, rabbis who were drunk and therefore were not able to say the Kriyashma at night all the way until early in the morning. In fact, it was, it was after dawn, but before sunrise. And Rabbi Yeshua said that they could say the Shema, you can rely on Rosh Hashim position, even until uh, even until sunrise. The Gemara continues to talk about the story that's quoted in the Mishnah of Rabbi Gamliel's sons who came to him after Chatzos, after midnight, but before Amun HaShachar, they were at a party and they asked their father, could they still say Kriyashma? And he said, if it's not Amun HaShachar yet, you could. The question is, this is his position. Did they not know what their own father's position was? Of course they could say it all the way until the morning. The answer is, says the Gemara, they knew what their father held, but they wanted to know what the rabbis held. Did the rabbis agree with the father? Because the rule is, even if the father ruled that way and it was their very own father, they couldn't rule like him unless the rabbis, the consensus, the majority opinion was like that. The Gemara goes on to discuss this idea that sometimes we have mitzvot that you can do until dawn, but the rabbis say try to get it done by midnight, in order to distance someone from a sin. Well, the question is, why didn't it list the example of carbon Pesach? That's probably the most famous example is we try to eat the afikomum, which replaces the carbon Pesach or represents the carbon Pesach. We try to eat that by midnight, uh, even though you really can eat it until the morning. The Gemara answers, it's really a debate. It's true that's Rebbe Lazar's position that you can have until that you, that you, that it's true that um, it's Rabbi Akiva's position that you have all night because he understands the word chipazon, which means in haste, is chipazon de Yisrael, when the Jewish people were in haste, which is not until the next morning, so you can eat the carbon Pesach all night long. But Rabbi Eliezer understands it to be chipazon de, de Mitzrayim, the haste of Egypt, and Egypt was already trying to get the Jewish people out as soon as it was uh, midnight because they were suffering from Machas Bechoros, the plague of the firstborn. The Mark continues, on the very bottom of the page, quotes the Pasuk, Daber no where Hashem says to Moshe, please speak, please try to convince the people to take the um, booty out of Egypt on their way out. Why do you have to ask, why do you have to beg people to take booty? Of course they would have wanted to. Um, so the Gemara goes on to explain, this is in order to fulfill the Pasuk, Hashem promised Avraham in the Brisbane of Sarm, that they're going to be enslaved for many years, that Hashem fulfilled very well. But the second half of the verse, afterwards to go out with great booty that you have not fulfilled. So Hashem wanted to make sure that the Jewish people would help him fulfill the promise to Avraham. And the Gemara goes on and it says that uh, really the Jewish people didn't even want to take it out. They said, Halavai, if only we'd be able to leave. <laughs> you think we want all this money? It's just going to be an extra burden. Okay, the Gemara goes on to talk about one of the names of Hashem. Eh, yeah, sure, eh, yeah, I will be as I will be. What's this double Lashon? And the Gemara says the reason why it's doubled is because Hashem says, just like I was with them in Egypt, I will be with them in future sorrows and future pains. Moshe says to Hashem, hey, are you sure you want to remind them right now that there's going to be future pains? So Hashem goes back and says, you know what? It's just just one name, meaning maybe I shouldn't bring up all the future pains.
Okay, the Gemara goes on, quoting other languages, Aneinu Hashem, Aneinu Hashem, answer us, and why we have to have double the shonos, double languages sometimes when we ask for things, and one of them is for Eliyahu. He was saying, answer me now that the fire should come down to prove the prophets of the Baal wrong, and the other is that they shouldn't say that this is Kishaf, that this is uh, magic. Then we go on to the next mission, the mission that says, when is the first time to do Shema in the morning? And the first time is when you recognize the difference between Tcheles and Lavan, between blue and white string, which we define later on, is that this time, that, the time that you could recognize your friend, who you sort of recognize, but he's not your best friend, from four cubits away. And what's the Sosman? What's the latter time? The latter time is either Neitzacham, or sunrise, if that would be the time almost no one would fulfill their obligation. So thank God we don't pass in that way. Rather, we pass in until three hours uh, into the day. The Gemara goes on and talks about the idea, again, of smichos gula tefillah, about connection, connecting the gula, the final blessings of the Shema, to the Shema, asks how we can do this if we have Hashem Sosai Tetach, and answers, once again, as we answered before, there's a concept of gula arichta, of a very, very long uh, gula, it becomes part of the tefillah, or tefillah arichta. Um, the Gemara continues, and, 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 and ends with an idea that sometimes the, pa- the perek headings, the perek divisions that we have in Tehillim are not necessarily the same ones that David had. He might have divided them differently. And finally, it says that any parak of Tehillim that begins with the word Ashrei and ends with the word Ashrei, you know that that particular chapter of Tehillim is a very, is a very important one. That concludes uh, Daf 9. We look forward to seeing you for Daf 10 tomorrow. Have a great day.